Hey there, folks. Welcome back to Classic Camera Revival. This is Alex Lokes, and today I have a very special guest on the podcast, the High Priest of Pyro himself, Mr. James Lane. Let's roll the intro. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the Greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. So, James, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Alex. Glad to be here. So, for those who don't know who James Lane is, obviously you've been living under a rock, but for those who have been living under a rock, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am in the UK. I like the film photography, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be here. I run Stone Imaging, which is well, manufacturing Fight Empire for a film developer. And we're looking at increasing at new film developers. All of them are going to be stuff that being formulated in the 21st. So it's all new stuff. So what got you into a film photography in the first place? Oh, I was back a long time. I think it was about eight years ago, eight, nine, eight, nine years ago. I was shooting digital and then I realized I hated it. I got fed up of all the... You know, there's so, so many photos and then, you know, opening up in Lightroom, going through all of them, being on the screen the whole time. And I like doing na nature photography. So the whole point is getting away from the screens. Right. So uh, it's a bit, so it's about running. I was spending a lot of time on the screens and I was going to give up photography altogether. And then you could say I discovered film photography. So, okay, I'll give that a go. And I was like, oh, I like this because I, I always loved chemistry ever since I was in school. And I like the whole idea. It was all chemical based. And yeah, went on from there. So, so you mentioned that you, you're 27 years old, you run your own photochemistry business. What was yeah. it like bringing that up? Like most people go out and they do photography as a business and, you know, they shoot the weddings, they shoot the baby photos, the couple's photos, the event photos. You went, you know what? I love photography. I love film photography, but I want to actually make film chemicals like the average person just doesn't do that unless they're like Adox or, or Harman or Kodak or FOMA. Like, yeah, I, it was, I wouldn't say I, I, I intended to eventually go on that path. So when I was developing film, I, well, first of first I was, I uh, used a lab and then after a few times they messed it up and I said, you know, I'll give it a go myself. And so I, I like doing it. And then I found that you make your own film developers by looking on forums. So it's, I'm making for more simple stuff like Kodak D76. Now on your end as well. Hello? Hi, I'm still here. Yeah, the, it just froze out. Where was I? So I started making things like Kodak D76, yeah, things like that. And then eventually I came across Vice Empire, because right? I was starting speaking to Jay. Started using it, absolutely loved it. But at that stage, I wasn't even considering of selling it. Um, or making and selling it. I was just using it for myself and I had a little mini lab on the side. That's a sort of a supplementary income. And, uh, and then Jay invented a new film developer back in 2020. And I tried it. I'm one of the very few people who got it. And um, I was actually blown away by it. And I was like, Jay, you've got to make this available to everyone. And, but the problem Jay didn't want to because it was very difficult to make. And I was like, I'll do it for you. And so Jay said he would hand the formula over after a certain amount of conditions. And one of them was, because he knew I was already using 510 Pyro, he said, commercialize 510 Pyro, see where you go with air first. And that's how I got into making 510 Pyro, little handwritten labels. 
at the beginning, just UK, UK based audience only for the first year and a half. And I'm quite fortunate because I run a, a UK film photography Facebook group. So that helped me get going. And it just went on from there, just kept growing, growing, growing. I had to get bigger, better equipment, better ways of upscaling. I realized that if I was more careful with the manufacturing process, I would have get a lighter color at manufacturing stage, which meant it was a bit higher quality. And then I had this quest I had to make it as light colored as possible. So it's almost now. And uh, yeah, it's got to go on there. I had like some upscaling and sort of uh, hurdles along the way from when you're going from what's on the home brewing sort of formula up to like several liters, but it's a huge margin of error. Um, mm. And so I had to find a way to, you know, to keep that consistency going all the way up. So it was an interesting journey. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully with time, I'll better eventually release that latest stuff of Jay's. Nice. Well, I know that we in DCR are becoming very quick fans of 510 Pyro. I've, <laughs> I've introduced it to the group and um, one of our other co-hosts, James Lee, also has used it. And even Bill Smith, who tends to stay away from the more exotic chemicals, is considering using 510 Pyro. So no, when, I, when I call you the high priest of Pyro, I, I mean it in the literal sense. Like you, you go door to door of film photography, you go, have you heard of our Lord and Savior, 510 Pyro? I have known to be also quite a big hustler as well. <laughs> so for those who, I mean, I, I got to know Pyro-based developers by listening to the FPP and Matt Mirage. I specifically went my first trip to New York City to B&H Photo to buy PyroCAD HD, but ended up getting PMK Pyro instead. So I've used PMK Pyro, PyroCAD HD, and 510 Pyro. For those who aren't really familiar with Pyro, what's the difference between those three? With three developers. So PMK is the oldest. It came, invented in early, very early 90s. That's Pyrogalore based. 510 Pyro is also Pyrogalore based. PyroCAD HD is the, the second oldest, and that's late 90s. I can't remember the exact year. And then 510 Pyro, like you can say version one, was 2005 and then version 2, 2012. So, so the difference between the three, well, Fighter Power is the only one that's single solution, first of all. And it's the first and the only Pyro developer or Catacol developer to be that. So, so PyroCat HD is a Catacol based developer, it's not Pyro. And uh, so the difference between the three, K was the first of Pyro and the Catacol developers to give full film speed and reason quite fine grain and in general, good results, whether it'll be um, in the Jobo or hand developing. It was, it was amended by Gordon Hutchings, which was um, quite a well-known Kodak engineer. I think it was a Kodak engineer. So that gained quite a lot of popularity at the beginning. And then and Pyrocat HD came along and Pyrocat has a different stain color. So highlights come out very different when you're printing and that was finer grained. And, and I was whether able to handle a Jobo even better than the PMK. But so that, so then that got his own following. And then Python Pyro, when that was invented, it was to try to go that little extra step further. So single solution for better convenience and uh, get a bit more tonality as well. So uh, it has uh, those advantages of the previous iterations also of, of PMK and, and Packet HD to get a bit more tonality. So if you were to look at 
scans only, you'll find you get more shadow detail, for example, with Phytone compared to Pag HD. The sharpness and the, fine, and the grain is very similar. Mm-hmm. It massive crops. PMK is, so you can say the grain you have them. So it looks sharper because it's, it's grainier. It's still fine grain. I, yeah, I, that's how I'll probably, probably um, describe the differences between, between them. Okay. So, so about what I've, I've seen with, with the three, because I remember the first time developing with PMK Pyro and using old, old Tri-X pan, the 320 stuff and 120. And yeah, I, I lost, lost a bit of a film speed out of it. I had to shoot it at like ASA 250. Yeah. And I did notice that, yeah, there was a bit more grain, but man, those, those negatives were sharp. Yeah. Yes, I mean, they're all very good. They're all fantastic. And they all have pros and cons, all three of them. And it all depends on which suits, what, what, what sort of workflow and what results one to have for all three. Yeah. So other than just being a single solution, what else sets 510 apart from like PyroCAD HD and PMK Pyro? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, you PMK had to kind of lose a bit of film speed. Well. Pyrocat HD and, and Fighter Power don't, but Fighter Power has a bit more shadow detail than Pyrocat HD and it's, 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 it's very marginal, but also a little, little bit more highlight separation. The big, bigger difference will be in the shadows and, and Pyrocat HD are more suitable for, I guess, say more semi-stand or stand application developing or PMK wouldn't be as much and also trade development as well. PMK won't handle it as better because oxide is much faster. Hmm. But uh, yeah, with, so with different, so it really comes down to Fight Empire and PyroK HD. Fight Empire was really, was designed to actually to be the evolution of PMK, the direct evolution. So it really comes down to PyroK HD and Fight Empire. It's just anality differences, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Anality differences and, and whether you are okay with using two solutions, mixing it together or just the one. It's the one. I know yeah. that just having the one makes life so much easier because I, I would always second guess myself. like. Did I just mix two of part A or two of part B? Did I miss a step here? 510 is just one and done. And what re- it really reminds me of working with the original formula of HC110. It had that same like cold maple syrup viscosity <laughs> to it. So it, yeah. it takes a bit of work to, to do a pour, but. Uh, I'm, I'm aware of that. That's why I, I supply uh, bottles, a little bottle adapters for, or a dispenser. Nice. Um, so you can just jam that in the bottle and it's got a little hole just big enough just to put in the, the dispenser. You can put it upside down. Nice. With door. It's very, very quick and easy that way. So even when it's on the cold side and even thicker, it still comes out instant and sit instantaneous. Nice. And you can always just warm up the bottle as well. That thins it out a bit. Yeah. Uh, not too much because just. Yeah, just warming up gently. Right. right. Yeah. There has been cases where it has frozen completely. So I've had, I've had customers in the past messaging me saying, saying, oh, I left my also out in the shed, my dark, my dark room shed. And it's like, it's like three degrees outside, three degrees Celsius and, and it's frozen solid. Man. Yeah, I do. And I say, no, just, just don't panic. Just um, warming up gently and we'll be fine. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Now, the one thing that a lot of people talk about pyro-based developers and catch-all-based developers is city levels. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing that you've, you've always touted as one of the selling points of 510 Pyro is that, well, you don't want to drink it, 
No, it's not as toxic as previous iterations. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, it's it's not classified as toxic. Same would actually go for PMK. Powercat HD would be classified as toxic. So there are four. You can say acute toxicity categories, both by the EPA in and US and Canada and the ECHA. B one is like it is the highest. It is the most toxic. And category four is is not considered toxic at the very, very bottom. So it's very considered harmful instead. Things are classified as toxic only for category three and above. And okay. uh, fortunately, a lot of people don't understand those categories and they think four is the highest. Makes and, sense. Yeah. So yeah, so then nothing else where a misconception came about. So P- since PMK are, are category, well, it's pyrogonal based, pyrogonal is, is category is four, so it's the lowest. They're not classified as this toxic, only harmful. So that's the same category where hydroquinone is. is. Okay. Yeah. So with yeah. So with all of those, yes, you still have to wear protection. And obviously, regardless, so gloves is recommends you know goggles and such. But but from a legal standpoint, they're they're not considered toxic. So so with with casicol is category three. It's also a carcinogen. I think okay. it's the second highest category for carcinogens. It's one. So yes, that is you to be much more careful with. Again, won't be a problem if you're wearing the right protection. But so, yeah, so if, if you were to let's say, I don't know, drink it or wait, don't don't. But if you were to like a drink with a free, then pyrocat would do the most damage to you. Yeah, or, or to, if you were to get it on your skin and so on. Yeah. So that yeah, that that's uh, answer your question. So, it does. Yeah. It does, it does. Um, so you'd still be careful of all three, but then again, yes, the same with hydrocarbon-based developers. They're so also acute toxicity category four, and they're also, and hydrocarbon is carcinogenic as well. Not as carcinogenic as biocare, still. Yeah. I'll stick to coffee. <laughs> coffee contains biocare and, and, and pyro. Very small amounts. That's what, that's why they developed some. Oh, there we go. And, st- and stains. That's also what you get that staining effect as well. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, oh, it's fun. It's fun wow. now. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Yeah. If you're the only safe you, way to drink pyro. If you want to tell you something really geeky, from a theoretical standpoint, you would have to drink, if it was for a 70, 70 kilo human, you would need to drink about 16 liters of black coffee for a 50% mortality rate based on the caffeine caffeine content than to 55 or the working solution of fighting bias. There we go. Coffee is actually more harmful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. It keeps you awake. <laughs> yeah. So, James, what's next from Zone Imaging? You're you're a mad scientist. You're working in a lab. What's what's on your warming plate right now? So, oh, yeah, we, we mentioned this at a private level, but, yeah, we're working on some eco-friendly fixes. First going to be a powder, and eventually we're going to do a liquid. And then there's going to be more developers. So for that very first developer I mentioned all the way back, so that's that's much later still. That needs very specialized equipment. So, But so there are paper paper developer, eco-paper developer, that's that's, a, that's on the on the table. And as, as I mentioned, I'm trying to make a... A eco-friendly solid solid developer. I won't really call it a tablet, but that's you know that's I've been working on that. I oh yeah. By the way, I didn't overcook it this time. So I could do the previous version, so it's still slightly overcooked. I'm like it's such a it's such a complicated. And then so with one of the chemists that I work with, he's got another very interesting looking developer. It's got one developing time apparently, and it's also apparently immune to overdevelopment. 
and, wow. and temperature. So you can, it's, it's the same te- time, 18 degrees or 30, 30 degrees Celsius. That's what he claims. I, I'm, I'm, I need to test that. But so then again, that's something much later down the line. Oh yes. What else? Oh yeah. Another Selenium developer, a Catacore based one, but I was supposed to release this year, but I'm being so busy <laughs> expanding by standby. And then I decided to prioritize the fixes as well. So I'm hoping to release that this year along with the fixes of, if not, we're going to have to wait next year. So it's so sort of a roadmap. It's a bit of a jumble. There's too many things juggling. Big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yes. <laughs> so for those who are looking to purchase your, your products, where can they get them? Well, you're going to get a direct at the moment. You, it's not possible because of Royal Mail being annoying. First they had the strikes, which went on for weeks and then cyber attack. Oh, geez. So we're not, we're not exporting. So normally, yes, you can get direct. Otherwise, you can get it from your favorite resellers. And then, so in the US, you can get it from Freestyle, North Peace Photographic, Cat Labs. In the EU, Photo Impex, Retro Camera, and Dog Space, and Segrano Kula. UK, pretty much everyone sells it now. <laughs> all, the, all the big shops in the UK is the Silverbrand, Power Process Supplies, Analawana Land, Speed Graphic, probably some others I've forgotten, but <laughs> pretty much well, pretty much all of them sell it. You've got one in the Middle East, Analog for Room in Vietnam, Zhang, so there's, um, yes, there's quite a lot of shops. There's probably some I've missed. That's, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, because we are, we started off as a gear-based podcast what cameras do you have what what are your favorite cameras that you love to go out with i've got too many <laughs> good answer uh, oh god okay so 35 mil i've got nikon f100 fm and i've got a zorky for i've got a codex stereo realist oh nice yeah, I, I haven't used it yet though because the really find it was out of whack and i'm still waiting for it to come back from the repair shop Right. And then 120, I've got two Holgers, both get stereo, one's, one's a pinhole. Size Netta, a 6x6 and a 6x9. Mm. A Vimeo RB, I think that's a quite, a, that's a, essential. Either have a, a Mimeo or a Pentax and mm-hmm. <laughs> 6x7 camera. Um, and, and oh God, I've got 4x5 Calumets and then and Trepid 8x10 and I'm having a viewing for 11x14. <laughs> I think there's all the cameras I have. I probably have some more. There's always more. Yeah. But looking for one particular camera and I'm like, oh, right. I still have this one. I should take it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so question about the, but yeah, so I mean, we've all got gas, haven't we? I guess my favorite, favorite one out of that is Nikon F6 because it's so easy. Mm. Especially because I do a lot of wildlife photography oh absolutely and you have yeah, access and, uh, to a ton of modern glass with that oh yeah for sure and a water focus as well that's a nice thing but ironically in my 600 f4 is a manual focus so, but uh, my favorite so my favorite is the f6 the mimir rb and probably my nestle 6 nice probably my my top three. Oh, excellent choices and what about film you like well what well, do you really like to shoot well that's a tough one i i i i know this is gonna Annoy a few people, but I believe I'm not foam pan 100 and 120 is my favorite 120 film. Nothing uh, wrong with that. We love FOMA. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people be like, oh, hey, but it's, um, it's, uh, get, you get artifacts and, you know, all sorts of problems with FOMA. And yeah, that's annoying for me when it does happen. But when I don't have a bad batch, I really like the results. Oh. Yeah. It's still, it's, it's, you get some really great 
tonality with Fighter And it's probably the only developer which doesn't blow the highlights. Nobody <laughs> just blows the highlights so easily. But yeah, so for 35 mil, again, that's a tough one. I would actually say yeah, it's a very close one between 3200 and Kimmy 400. I've, I've just started to rediscover my how good Kentmere 400 was. When I first shot it, I was just like, nope, this film is awful. I Take agree. it away. Yeah, and, when I developed it, yeah. And <laughs> now that I've started developing it in like Spur HRX, 510 Pyro, Adox FX39 2, it's just like, whoa. It really depends on the developer. Yeah. That is really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I know exactly what you mean. So when I... When I first used Kenway 400, and I also didn't like the results either. And that was because it was in D76 and Excel. D76 was awful. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And I said, it really depends on the developer. Yeah. It also does really well in LC29. Well, that I haven't tried. Yeah. Okay. I, I had to bring in a bottle from the UK just to, to get it in North America. I paid through the nose for shipping. Oh, wow. Just for a little bottle. But it's like, uh, Ilford? Bring it to North America. Hmm. I'll also, sacrifice Alpha Soul 3. Yeah, wait, we, sh we ship Alpha Soul 3 to America, but not LC29. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I've never actually used LC29. I heard it's just a, a diluted HC. It is. It is. And you know what? It gives fantastic results. I did not have a bad roll through it. So that's great. <laughs> well, I think that about covers it for this this episode james thank you so much for agreeing to come on and, and, you uh, and chat where can people find you to uh, see your work oh my my personal photos i don't really share share them i mean the occasional photo i put on the zone imaging and in instagram which is zone imaging limited ltd not yeah you might find the occasional one of mine but usually i just keep it for myself, my friends, and the UK film photography group. I post them there. I sometimes do post occasionally on other Facebook groups. Okay. Occasionally, if I remember. But uh, yeah. And you know what? That's perfectly okay. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is perfectly okay. So if you do want to see some of his work occasionally, just poke around the film photography groups on Facebook. If you're in the UK and are a film photographer and aren't a member, join the UK film photography Facebook group. And of course, give the Zone Imaging Instagram feed, and you can find a link to that in our episode notes. So I won't keep you any longer. I'm sure the lab is calling. Everyone out there, take care. Get out there, be safe. Make something awesome happen. <laughs> <laughs>